You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Episode number 142 of the Decentral Indians Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by co-host Dakota Davis, producer Chris Guffey, and... Today's episode features Scott Frost and Mike Broyles. They are the landlords of our building. Uh, they're here to check in, make sure that we're keeping the place clean, and um, maybe we'll get our security deposit back. We'll find out at the end of the night. <laughs> we are going to be talking to these two guys about uh, Rose City Partners LLC, which is a group that they formed, and they have been rehabilitating old buildings in downtown Newcastle, doing a great job. Like we said, they rent out our space, and we are grateful to them for that. And we're going to be talking about to them about uh, what it takes to start uh, start taking ownership of these buildings, uh, what red tape, if any, there is with uh, the government involved in this process and uh, everything that goes into it. So make sure you stick around to the end to make sure we get our security deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> this show is about mm. our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. Hopefully you'll always learn something new. If you tuned into the live feed before we pressed record you heard uh you heard me butchering not knowing the difference between the highwaymen and the traveling wilburys so mm. it's unfortunate that it's a dark day in uh, early 90s and late 80s uh country rock that was that was bad that was bad for me sad really it was, it, i got i have this weird but you didn't stop me no i have and a weird did mike mike was kind of nodding his head going along with me for a while i was like tom petty because I just hmm. discovered that the Highwaymen group, uh, like last week, really, I didn't know. I didn't know about them. Well, now you have to check out the Traveling Wilbur. What I do in my spare time is watch Johnny Cash videos. I have this. <laughs> I have a connection to Johnny Cash that I I can't explain. We're naming my son after Johnny Cash, Jackson. Uh, Jack. Well, we go not Jackson. after this song. Uh, we're, his name's Jackson River, and so Jr. Be is. Not not after the song that Johnny Cash sang. Is not, your next well, kid going to be named Nickajack Cave Davis? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. Not really after the song. It's just you know J.R. Cash and J.R. Mm-hmm. Davis. That's that's where the name came from. Because Johnny Cash went by J.R. for most of his life until a producer told him that he should change it to Johnny. And yeah, he said he said that he should introduce himself on stage as Johnny Cash instead of J.R. Cash because it sounded more like an outlaw. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's your history lesson for the night. We have some people to thank, and those are the folks that support us on Patreon.com slash Boss Hog of Liberty. Those are the folks that make sure that we get these guys their paychecks on time uh, every month. And uh, you can support us at any level. It starts at $5 a month. You get all kinds of bonus content. We it's, just did, It's like, like Priceline.com. You just name yeah. your own price. Yeah, that's Key in the number you want to do. We uh we just recorded it like 25 minutes with uh, Mike and Scott and we talked about Jeremiah's weekend in Colorado. We talked about uh, a a weird thing that happens at the gym every morning with me. We're not going to get into that. 
And <laughs> you get access to all that. You also get access to the show notes in advance of the show so you know what we're talking about. And if you support us at $50 or more, then we give you a shout-out on every episode. Those folks are Craig DaCosta from all the way in Hawaii, Jonathan Phillips, uh, our favorite car salesman in Fishers, Indiana, Chris Lamb from the Newcastle Career Center, and Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne, who is a big supporter of us and always has been. If you don't want to support us monthly, you can go to tchip.com slash bhol one two or 3. Those are our merchandise stores. We have all kinds of goodies going on up there. And then we also have the hashtag Red for Rob shirts. Just a couple weeks left. Yeah, there's only two weeks left uh, there. We have $100 that's going to the Newcastle Career Center from that uh, fundraiser. So that's awesome. My, one of my favorite things, the, the Red for Rob has gone iconic. One of Rob's... Uh Fans or trolls, I haven't decided which, took a uh, took a picture of Rob, took a picture of Donald Trump, drew it in portrait form. Mm-hmm. and uh, Like a caricature. Like a caricature. And he's wearing the red for Rob shirt. So it's now a piece of uh, MS Communications and WIBC history. That's right. Uh, if Dakota ever brings his back, we're going to have to have our have our red for Rob shirt framed and put up on display. Yeah, we'll have, to ha- we'll have to find some guy that does framing around here. Have to, have to figure out how to make that work. <laughs> Or we'll just, or we'll just mm-hmm. staple it up on the wall. Don't put any holes good. in the walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some duct tape or, or super glue, maybe some, mm. some adhesive. We've been using command strips like crazy here. So yeah, yeah. Eh, you know, it works out. So yeah, the, uh, the shirts are cool. Uh, those are, those are exciting. Got, uh, I, I did not wear mine today. Uh, the heat's working well in here. So I was able to wear my, wear my short sleeve today. I just went with a classic tee. Yeah. Are you sponsored by Milwaukee? The no, Milwaukee tool people or what do you should. Doing? This is a, I don't know. This is just a really comfortable long sleeve t-shirt. Is it a Gildan brand? I don't know what it is. They, they were handing them out to us for free at our, uh, we have a, a big, like it's called safety week. It's a cookout at work and we talk about safety stuff and we have to do all this other training and a bunch of vendors and contractors come in and Milwaukee gave out free t-shirts. There you go. They're and that's all, that's all you value yourself. For. They're nice. Yeah. We're kicking around the idea of some, uh, some advertising. You've got to, you got to have higher standards now. Yeah. The, uh, yep. you got to, you, you can't just go wearing brands if they're not paying for it. No. Giving away the farm over there, Davis. Well, you know what? Maybe we should have Milwaukee uh, sponsor this episode. Milwaukee tools, everybody. Milwaukee.com. Those are the, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're a Tungaloy family. Um, all right. We got guests. Yep. Yep. On the, uh, on the show notes, if you look here, it says guest introductions and it says the property cousins. The Do you guys go cousins. by that? Uh, we, we, never, we haven't, but that no, might not be a start. bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was, I'm already way ahead of the game and thinking about an HGTV uh, reality show with you guys. I guess it's all according to how it goes tonight, right? Yeah, could, I would. Yeah. I would love to be the actor that plays the part of the, the <laughs> contractor. <laughs> <laughs> if we, you know, just uh, you know, for future use. I'm just hopeful that the next thing that they develop is a brewery in this town. That's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, we've said it before mm. on the show: largest city in the state of Indiana to not have a brewery. I have talked to oh. Mr. Uh, Wade from Mad Paddle, and he says he doesn't think Newcastle's quite ready for that yet. I Rushville heard, seems to be. I don't yeah, know what's wrong yeah. with Newcastle. Well, it's not open yet. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> but I'm anxious to see that happen. Yeah. I, I have heard rumors of multiple different breweries. I've heard of uh, Guardian and Muncie having a satellite location here. I've heard of um, Indiana City. And then I've also heard of, uh, what's the one that our, our, our friend, Mr. Bruno, worked at? 
Uh, yeah, the uh, the folks at Chili Water were, yeah, uh, were looking. Chili Water. We took a little Newcastle tour one night. So yeah, you never know. Somebody's going to get here. It's my, I think the, whoever gets here first is going to win. So tell your tell your brewery friends. I don't yeah. I don't care who it is, but they better have a good stout or porter. But see, Mike, you have a history of entrepreneurship. You guys both do. I you guys can surely wing something up. I mean, we know we they, know Sean Rouse they so like, well. They don't want to come to work every day. <laughs> Being the boomers that we are, <laughs> we've been through all that. That's right. You are. You're living they're just, there. They're just looking for their social security checks and, and have you keep, keep working there, David. We're stretching it with these buildings. So. <laughs> My wife says we're done, but Scott and I both say, "Nah, there's there's at least one more in I can, there." Can always get another one. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. You're you are. I have here lifelong Newcastle resident. Was I correct? Yes. Ah, that was a good guess. Sixty three years. Sixty three years living in the city of Newcastle. You're also you also owned a Magna Machine and Tool. Yeah, I was part owner with uh, Eugene Weaver out of Hagerstown. We we got the opportunity to buy in uh, from the Ridge owners, Dick Cooley and Marion Shore. Uh, worked out very well. I, I started out as a machinist, and my uh, theory is they asked me to go out in the road and sales because I wasn't a very good machinist. That happens. And, <laughs> that happens a lot. And, 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 and it worked out great for me. So hmm. those who can't do sell pretty much <laughs> as long as, as long as you can put together sentences and don't yeah. make terrible, yeah. terrible uh, math, yeah. uh, yeah, math decisions. Right. It's, it pretty much works out. Okay. The, yeah. One of, if you're one, somewhat likable, one of the current owners up there now, uh, his son was the best man at my wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor, so, Trevor Henshaw. Yeah, that's right. So, and then we also have another business owner who is the cousin of Mike. You guys are both cousins and own Rose City Partners. You are also a resident of Newcastle. Is that lifelong? Lifelong, yeah. And you also own a business here in the city, right? Frost Framing up on uh, Indiana. uh, I've been there, it'd be 10 years in January. So, uh, I worked in Muncie, a tool shop, uh, for almost 30 years. And then... uh, kind of retired out of there or they didn't need me anymore so i do sort of a part-time thing with the frame shop which is nice half day thing to do when you're oh, yeah. my age so you used to uh do all of the framing for my wife's artwork whenever she was in 4-h there you go yeah i thought the 4-h are supposed to do that themselves you're responsible for a lot of blue ribbons <laughs> scott <laughs> yeah there you go i think the 4-h stuff is just matting but uh, they have to be yeah have certain dimensions they have certain, to. Uh, they have do. To they achieve. have to fit a tight dimensional deal. So, so the the chat's wondering that there's some folks from Richmond that are in here saying, "I thought Richmond was Rose City." What are you guys doing, calling yourself Rose City? For those that don't know or are uh, pat- sampling and don't know the the history of Newcastle and the Roses, who wants to explain why y'all are Rose City Partners? Rose City Partners came from the uh, first building we bought, which was Rose City Sheet Metal. Sheet Metal. But Rose City for Newcastle and Richmond, I think there's always been a competition. Um, Newcastle was at the American Beauty Rose that was right, here. Right. And uh, Richmond also claimed they had uh, roses that were unique. And uh, So the American Beauty Rose was this like three foot long stem rose that was unusual. grown in greenhouses mm-hmm. in, in Newcastle. Correct. So the legacy is is that we have all kinds of things in this community that are named Rose City, and we also have a bunch of stuff called Rain Tree for a different reason. But the bowling alley is still Rose City. You guys are Rose City. There was a sheet metal place. I know there used to be a packing, like a, a beef packing or an yes. animal packing plant, right? Uh, and probably a number of other Rose City titled 
businesses in our community. Correct. I think uh, the Rose City, uh, original Rose, I, I forget where it's a World's Fair, or, but won quite a few awards, mm-hmm. and they were shipped right. all over the world back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, I believe. And Newcastle used to have quite a few greenhouses, Lots of greenhouses. along where the armory is, along 15th Street, mm-hmm. almost to, to A Avenue. That was all greenhouses. Close to where I used to live on Circle and Park. Those are greenhouses. That was all yep. greenhouses down to Audubon. Uh, all for roses? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. And then at some point there was a tornado, correct? 17 took out quite a few. Yeah, that was part of it. Of the greenhouses, and they just didn't rebuild. And it got pretty competitive, I believe. Hmm. Plus the damn Rose Parade shows yeah. shows Pasadena you over Newcastle. Yeah. and Newcastle Rose yeah, Parade. Yeah. yeah, we didn't build a Rose Bowl or, you know, the big Rose Bowl. Like we chose a bowling alley instead of a football <laughs> field. And, then, and that was really the downfall of the whole thing. You know, I was like... <laughs> 19 or 20 before I found out that uh, the Rose Bowl wasn't just the bowling alley. <laughs> Shows you how much I pay attention it's to where sports. Purdue, it's where Purdue gets to play once every 30 years and IU never has. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Scott, Scott's with you on that one. But. Am I right? When I start making stuff up, Scott, you stop. There you me. go. All right. So you I'm got, pulling for you. I've got a Newcastle guy coaching IU football, but we're not there yet. Maybe the next couple of years. Made some huge, huge strides. So big improvement. So Rose City Partners LLC came from the the Rose City Sheet Metal. Rose City Sheet Metal, which is the building right next to you here. Which, oh, okay. Um, Edward Jones, Erica Hayes is in there now. Yeah. Uh, we started out. Um, we had a gentleman come in that wanted to open up a vape store, and he was in there for about a year and a half. The Coyote no. Vape guy. Yes. Was, it was yeah. less than a year. Less than a year. Yeah. They yeah. changed the law and threw him out, didn't they? Yeah. He got hosed. Well, I think from our understanding, he had a, a plant out east that did the chemicals. So when they changed the law, you had to make the chemicals at a an approved site here in Indiana. Yep. So there that it. took away a lot of his profit, and mm-hmm. he saw the writing on the mm-hmm. wall at that. And he knew when he started it up that it was... Well, going to be a short-term thing. He was he, taking more five, he five, did, ten years. He did have other shops before he came to Newcastle. Yeah, they were which, in Muncie first, right Muncie, next to Greek right, Pizzeria, right? And uh, I think maybe Richmond or over that way. He had one, but yeah. so but you he, guys, you guys basically have been identifying buildings that uh, will say distressed, typically in the downtown area, uh, and have found opportunities to to not just to flip them, but to You've done something a little bit more special with them. Is that right? Yeah, we haven't flipped any. We've kept all the ones we started with. Right. But uh, the, the idea, if you can find one that's in certain amount of distress, you can not have a lot of money in it to begin with and take your time with it. We, we didn't rush anything. We took our time with every building and make something nicer out of something that was, you know, in a couple of cases, we took over buildings that were in bad enough shape to where if they just set another couple of years, they might've been unfixable. So, so is that, is that one thing that you've seen a lot? Is it mainly just aesthetic work or is it, uh, do you run into a lot of structural problems as well? Some of it has been structural. Um, the first building had a bad floor in it from a roof and the ceiling that went uh, the roof uh, all the way down through the to the basement. We had work to do in the basement structurally, and our second building, same thing. Yeah, the, the first building is one 
that kind of got us started. Uh, Scott's cousin on his his dad's side was kind of looking for a place to start a business, and she asked Scott to come down and take a look at it. And Scott asked Patty and I, said, "Come talk me out of this." You found yourself a you found yourself a partner is what accidentally happened. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't too hard to talk him out of it. But then uh, a couple of gentlemen here in town said, "Go down and take a look at this building on Broad Street," and uh, we negotiated with them for a little bit mm-hmm. and got it down to where we thought we could do something with it, and that turned out real well. Uh, it was probably in the worst shape of any of them in some, mm-hmm. some ways yeah. we did have to put a new roof on the complete building, but, uh, the inside was pretty much brick had five rooms built up in front that had been remodeled numerous times. When we started demoing, you found another ceiling after you got the first one down mm-hmm. and, uh, but the, the brick was painted in the building and we had a guy come in from, uh, out near Markleville to sandblast it. Mm. And he looked at it. He said, "How far you want it?" And we said, "Well, if we get fifty percent of the paint off, we'll be be happy." And I drove by one day after he started. This is I the thought, exterior. Yes, the interior of the building. And I drove down Broad Street and up about Twelfth uh, and Broad. I thought, "Man, the building's on fire!" <laughs> <laughs> and it's just all the dust. He had all the doors open, and all that dust was oh my gosh coming out every door over there. But uh, he got it off a hundred percent. It's yeah, a nice, nice building back there. Yeah. Luckily, we both had the same state of mind. I guess we both went into that building and looked at it and said something nice could be here. We saw what it could be, and we had other people come in and look at it with us and looked at it and said, "Why would you ever buy this?" But it worked out well. In fact, we, in fact, your cousin yeah, came down. It would have been down. a nice size building yeah. for and her, she did, and she couldn't she just see, didn't it. see it. Yeah. So that, that's one of the things that you – I don't know if maybe you have a memory of what these buildings were before or if you can just see through 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years worth of what you're calling remodeling where yeah. people have partitioned or added to it and you get away from the original character that was in a building. But you can – you have a vision for what some of these used to look like. Yeah. Scott's got or a little like. bit more of the history side, but I kind of grew up down here. I grew up about two blocks north of here on 10th Street. And my grandfather had the city newsstand, which was at 12th and Broad, where the Henry County EMS is now. So I was in and out of there from kindergarten through third grade when I lived down here. And then we always roamed around town, too. Second, third grade, you wouldn't let your kids do that now, but that was just normal back then. We went yeah. through every store downtown. So... I, I love the downtown part of it. Would love to see it back the way it was then. It's probably not going to happen, but we've made great strides in Newcastle getting our downtown. If I don't know where you guys had the chance to go to the Christmas walk or not, but it was fantastic. The crowd I, that was down. I heard it was way beyond anything it had ever been before. The Christmas walk happened. Um, we were doing the w- show. During the show last <laughs> week. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. But I, I know from the traffic that I had to go yeah. through to get to the studio yeah. that it was yeah. uh, it was impressive. Yeah, and there was all that many, that many people downtown from, you got to go back to the, you know, 40, 50 years ago to see people walking around downtown like that. So, so that was, well, it was, well, it was really nice that they were able to close down Broad Street. Yeah, and so you were just able to walk down Broad Street yeah. and enjoy it. And so I was, was going to say, Scott, you were whenever uh, we were talking about this building and us mm-hmm. moving in here. Uh, I know you were really into 
digging up the history of this place, mm-hmm. finding out what it was uh, before and whenever it was originally built and all of those different things. Mm-hmm. There's a, is a really neat compressor right below our seats in the yep. basement. And so it, I was, I was just curious about, um, what, uh, what's one thing that sticks out in your mind from any of the properties that you guys have done so far? Well, uh, you're talking about this one and what it was at the Yukon restaurant going back to the thirties and forties into, into, into the sixties. But you're talking about this entire little corner of the, uh, of downtown. It was, if you go back to the late 1800s, it was a, uh, Gentleman that moved here from Ohio and started a carriage shop, and he he uh, actually fought in the Civil War and uh, learned carriage work from his family. Moved here, married a uh, woman in Newcastle, and started uh, his own business here in the corner. So mm. it's fun to find out stuff like that. That's that's part of the fun of it. The old buildings and and what's been on this site before and yeah, for sure. So is that what you think these doors behind us? Or originally? No, this building doors? this building wasn't a part of that. We think maybe from the old maps we found, we think maybe the Edward Jones building was a part of his carriage business. But these yeah. buildings that we're in now were later on. This Built one maybe was built in the twenties, we think, possibly. Yeah. And, this this block of Broad Street was very heavily automotive, so we're not sure. A lot of auto dealerships were yes. down here back yes. up until the nineteen sixties, I would right. be somewhere in that range. Yeah. Is pretty, that pretty much correct. Owen Lee Chevrolet was just up the block where the Three Rivers or Solid Waste District is now. Which is why some of these buildings have the big vehicle doors to correct. for showrooms. Correct. Yeah, and we well, that's one thing that we get asked quite often, Jeremiah and I both, is if the door behind us is a backdrop, if it's fake. <laughs> and right. everyone always asks that, and we're like, no, actually <laughs> – Whenever, whenever we you guys discovered it, it was like we were on a, uh, a an episode from an HGTV show where it was like <laughs> oh, exactly. it was like oh, where exactly. the the guys working yeah. on the the place we're wanting to rent, um, they called and have some questions, and it, so we we come in expecting something horrible, and you guys go, you guys want to keep this door, and we're like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, we were 100%. crossing our fingers that you would because we loved it, and <laughs> yep, absolutely it showed the history. the The other neat story was the second built well. Yeah, the second building that we bought on mm-hmm. 14th Street, 28 mm-hmm. South 14th, where Barnett Company is now. Mm-hmm. Um, when we started investigating it, it was the original Henry County Savings Bil- Savings and Loan. Henry County Building and building, loan. Loan. building Loan, yeah. And uh, we, uh, Mariana had the photographs of it up in their main office on Broad Street. And we got to looking at those, and they – Eventually gave them to us when they closed down the main office there. Scott's got them up at his office, but uh, the original beams from the first photograph we have is mm-hmm. 1916, and the original beams on the ceiling are still there. They'd been painted, so we stripped those and brought them back. And but the photograph graph of the front of the building, you can see the shadow of the photographer. He's got the old style camera with the hood, the, uh, yeah. the hood over mm-hmm. him and everything. That's you really can see neat. that in the reflection. And the hours on the building were like eight to eleven, mm-hmm. and noon to four, and then Saturday they were open in the evening, wasn't it? Yeah, Saturday evening he would open it. You know, six to nine or something because that. The idea we figured was it was just people coming into town you know, from the county in the early 1900s, and that's when they would need access to 
a bank or I think it's when they did all the shopping yeah. the farming yeah. community and came into town and everything on yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. yeah, we got a shot of the front of the building. It looks pretty much like it does now, that building does, as that's far really as the brickwork cool. and the windows and the doors. So. And, and that seems to be something as a theme of the way you've redeveloped these buildings is you've gone back to the original brick and trying to be traditional. You're not... You're you're not adding to the buildings. You're you're going back to similar roof lines, similar trim work. That's you're restoring them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we find, yeah, it's always nice. you don't like vinyl siding. There you go. We took <laughs> we took it off of this building. Yeah, it was nice to find that door that's behind you, and it was it's nice to find transom windows above um, that are hidden by brick or or outer or vinyl siding. vinyl siding on the outside, and or in, and lower ceilings on the inside where they used to conceal them because they. It, I guess it was heating problem or something. They didn't want the high ceilings back yeah. then, but we like exposing the old doors and the brick, the brick on the wall, which maybe necessarily wasn't supposed to be exposed. Maybe it was plastered to begin with, but it's a nice look to oh, yeah. find the brick wall. It's definitely traditional now. Folks, mm-hmm. uh, folks like it. Uh, I will say as, as the building, uh, as, as work gets done upstairs, the, the brick, uh, the paint comes off the brick and the mortar comes off the brick and we have a little pile to sweep up every, every <laughs> week as, as things yeah. go along. So. Yeah, some of that was constructed on this door <laughs> and, and up above. Yeah, we we're, saw quite a bit of dust. We're there. taking a week off on uh, Christmas and I'll be in here with my shop back. Sure <laughs> there can, it's uh, good and deep cleaned. Yeah, the, the bank building, all the brick was covered up by plaster. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun experience trying to hold a hammer drill up on a scaffolding and taking all that plaster off of and that's probably we took off 70 foot yeah oh one one side inside the building's 12 foot wide by 70 foot long and only one one story so kind of a neat building it used to be it used to be an alley they just created a a building by putting a roof across in using the Two walls, using the other, other two buildings, other two buildings walls. So we were exposing the brick, which is actually the outside of David Nance's building, which became the inside of our building with the bricks. So, yeah. <laughs> so, have there have you had any like you know, oh my God, we're we're hosed on this project moments and any of the you've done four buildings now or three? Uh, this is the fourth. This is the fourth. fourth. And fifth, well, this is fourth one. Yeah, and so, we own the building next door, but haven't done anything on it yet. Um, probably nothing that's caused you to go, Oh, this is, this is too much. The first, the first one, we actually negotiated a price to buy the building after we, we got them down to a certain level with the condition that we go in and inspect it more thoroughly. And we did find problems in the basement that we were surprised by. So (laughs) we thought, well, do we just back out completely or do we make another offer and get it down to where we can put the money into the basement? And that was one of those surprise moments. But luckily they came down and we ended up with the building. So We we thought maybe it was a baptismal pool or something down in the basement. <laughs> yeah. We we got down there and it's probably got a five-foot ceiling height. So you can walk down there. But then there was an area that just was full of water. And we started trying to find pieces of wood and stuff that we could stick down there. And it's probably three, three and a half foot deep yeah. full of water. So once we got that pumped out, there's steps down into it too, but it was probably where the original boiler for the building was. And they'd had a fire in there in the basement mm. sometime. So a lot of the back portion of the building, the, the floor had been replaced. They had some water problems back on the Southwest side and rotted out all that floor. 
So there wasn't any hand holding that concrete floor up structurally. So we had to get down there. We, we brought some contractors in. They had different ideas about how to do it. And finally, we uh, put new beams up there and supports. And that was a little scary for yeah. our first project. So is the uh, as you're getting into these, are you you obviously have to have city permits and the and the city's getting involved in the projects. Are they working with you on saying, Hey, here's how we want to tackle it, or do they just say, Yep, sounds good to us, go for it? How how does that not knowing it going into these are they are they a partner with you? Are they you feel like you're kinda how's that relationship? I, I think they've become partners. I think on the first one we were uh, pretty much on our own as far as, you know, when do you need permits? You don't need them for demo. Uh, we you put don't the need them for aesthetic we, work. Yeah. We put the dumpster outside on, on broad street. We had a, a local citizen kind of complaining about that being on three. <laughs> Did they get any permits from the state or the city? And so we, did we, you put it at that point? Did you just, uh, weld a, a license plate on it and say it's a legal vehicle shut up <laughs> we went and bought some cones and put out there to yeah. kind of help out and we got it filled up pretty quick and got rid of that then moved the next one to the back of the building um no the city has been very good um uh, and once we did the first building i think we gained their trust in us so the rest of the buildings have been pretty good uh the burnett and company we ran into some state approvals, um, mainly because she was wanting to put some cooking equipment back there. And then you start finding out if you just have ovens, it's not too bad. If you want deep fryers, you have mm-hmm. exhaust fans, you have to go through more red tape. But it all goes to Homeland Security now. What business is it of theirs, Mike? Uh, good, good question. <laughs> uh, but that's where everything runs... The, our restrooms even had to be handicap accessible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We learned that in this building. So we, we, we've got a massive restroom in this, yeah, in this one way oversized. And that's the same way. Well, in the Barnett and company, we got a 12 foot wide building, 70 foot long. And we used a, an eighth of it for a restroom. You know, that's oh, the wow. sad part, yeah. but all that has to go through Homeland security. And it's about a anywhere from a three to six week process to get those approvals done before you can start building that mm-hmm. stuff. And, look, and that is, is that just because it's a commercial property? That's because yes. public access. And she, well, the restroom is yes, but, but her the more difficulty with her was because she was a making cookies back there and had the ovens and all right. The, she had cooking equipment. And, yeah, and and, lo- and luckily she had from early on she rented it from us. We knew she was going to be in there, and she did a lot of that work with the government and with the getting everything taken care of. Okay. We didn't have to so. But the yeah, restrooms are commercial. That's one thing that they they've made us go back. And it's that and, building. It, that's not what they do with that building now, right, Barnett? Yeah, they they do the cookies back. Okay, there. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Especially cookies for events and everything. Great cookies. Yeah. Barnett and Company, reach out to us. There you go. Sponsor. I will definitely sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Be very receptive yeah. to a sponsorship. Yes. What you're trying to say? You're going to sponsor them. You're going to sponsor. No, 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 no. They can sponsor us. <laughs> And I will eat cookies yep. on the air. And get you a T-shirt with your name on it. Yes. There yeah. yeah. I'll trade out my Milwaukee shirt. There you go. So it's been a very interesting process. And and the other thing that has helped us, uh, the RDC, Rede- Redevelopment Corporation, um, they do some matching grants on 
it started out facades. If you were changing a facade, they would match up to 15,000. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the more we talked to them, and I think the mayor talked to them some too, that the roofs are the main problems in downtown Newcastle. Mm-hmm. They're just not maintained, and then they and start causing all kinds. And of problems. if you don't, if you don't take care of the roof, then the rest of the building you're, is going to go at some done. point. Mm-hmm. You're done, and that's been the problem with two of the buildings. They needed roofs badly. Two of our buildings, yes. And uh, so, uh, at some point along, they've raised that up to twenty five thousand dollar match. I think they ought to go to some type of formula, going by square footage. So. You know, if you buy one of the three-story buildings downtown or two-story buildings that take up a block depth, right? It's you know, not going to get twenty-five thousand mm-hmm. a drop in mm-hmm. the bucket. So, yeah. where are we at in the grand plan of getting the mural of Dakota and I put on mm-hmm. on this wall over here so that people coming into downtown can can recognize us? <laughs> I want How is that, I wanna, how I'm is that let Scott along? answer that? Uh, Scott, I want it. Uh, I want it Leninist style. Yeah. <laughs> You know, old USSR era. I know, I know what you're saying. Uh, with this, I want the starburst behind my head. We, we've just exposed that brick on the west side. That yeah, I want it found to say, brick. I want yeah. to say, uh, uh, you know, podcasters of the world there unite. You go. <laughs> there you go. I don't but, think- it, but there has been talk about murals. Um, what... Is there a bunch of red tape to go through for something like that? That's why I passed it over to Scott. To well, oh, okay. that's a little bit. Uh, I'm on the historical <laughs> preservation board for downtown. So, okay. And murals have come past us. And we've been, I think we were a little more laxed before. And I think we we're getting a little more strict as far as what we want or what the content. The, is it, of the is mural. it because you've had complaints of the, the Robert Indiana one? By the library that says six six six. No, no, that's. Uh, that's I was. Yeah, I've no, been I really was, surprised. There's been no complaints. That's famous about that. pop art. Do your you research. Buddy. I know it's famous. I know the history behind it, but I figured that someone like hmm. uh, you know some some of these people that we it all know eat and die walking down the street yeah. would see that and be like, I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe that they would go. allow that in my city. Yeah. No, the the last murals were what, what's the tavern here up. Downtown. The town downtown tavern. tavern. Yeah, the last ones went on there. So we, we approved those, but uh, that was a little bit of a difficult situation to get that all worked The out, youth so. community loves them because eventually somebody comes back around and makes it a pokey stop, Chris. And then and then <laughs> it becomes is, then it becomes a gym and a uh, you know a pokey stop. And that's very people, correct. People people benefit. Do people still play Pokemon Go? Oh yeah, there's avid players. Very avid players. Same about by Baker Park every now and then. Baker Park, yeah. then you see them at the Arts Park, and a lot of downtown, and a lot of the murals downtown are, yeah, are pokey stops, man. That's what and happens. So then people they will become stop, and then they look at them, and then they admire them. And I think Rushville has two great murals on their buildings. They, they get the one, Wendell yes. Wilkie, yeah. yeah. Then the, the Wilkie one's awesome. The uh, Corn Company uh, Pioneer did the one yep. on the right at their farmers market. Farmers market. Yep, yeah. their new farmers market down there. Very well done, and and that's the thing. I think if they're well done and has some tie to the history of Newcastle, yeah, that's that's. I think it's we a, we really just want one with. <laughs> you, keep, you keep bringing this up. I we see. really just yeah. uh, want one. I mean, it's the, the it's the number one podcast in all of East Central Indiana. We, I don't know what else. Guy. We want the two of us, and we want a giant sign that says "Welcome to Newcastle." 
home of Boss Hall. I'd like the two of us, and then I'd like Chase and Cade and Chris and Mason just in small. That's a a lot of people. I'd say just the two of us. Much smaller. (laughs) I I mean, I would settle for just the two of us, but I'd like to include the other guys. Starting the negotiations. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you include your two landlords, I think yeah, I mean that's, oh, that's possible too. Yeah. Looking down from on high, I think that would be like little, looking over a little railing or something down at us, yeah. Yeah. cheering yeah. us on. There are some, uh, I don't want to call them strict, but some rules as far as signage, yeah, on your windows and your uh, signage uh, you on to, the front of your buildings. There's, like they there's don't another, want, there's another ring to kiss if you want to have signage that protrudes outside of the building, right? Uh, not so much protruding, but like. Uh, well, I think they were talking at their last meeting about the uh, box lights, like uh, mm-hmm. backlit fluorescent with the plastic fronts. You know, they, they tend not to, to like those downtown. I think those are restricted uh, downtown. The like, blade signs, yeah. like, yeah. Um, well, I think Lewis Insurance just put up some blade signs. I think those go pretty well. Those are fine. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. everyone what about stick to neon? neon. Is neon okay? If we have custom yeah. neon blown? I, and lit. I think it said back, or our rules say backlit is restricted, and they were. Uh, it came up in our last meeting that uh, there's a type of sign that's it's called halo lit, where each letter is kind of lit behind it, and you yeah, get that that's kind our of sign in the front here. There you go. It is yeah, a halo. There you lit. go. It's a live on air type. It's, it's more like uh, something Stephen Vitito, you know, the laser cut metal. Mm. And then it has the LED behind it, so it kind of shadows that mm-hmm. a little bit and highlights. And we, yeah, we were discussing whether that was the uh, backlit restriction stopped that, and we didn't. We were I think the you, back- can, you can fix that at any time. Yeah. You can always choose freedom, Scott. The backlit restrictions mm-hmm. probably comes from uh, light shining and too it, hard, harshly into the street and things. Well, and it, yeah, the fluorescent lights and the old plastic signs that, we, yeah. that looks kind of cheap like, and old, oh, yeah. like yeah. the old Coke signs that yeah. used to be. Mm. I think yeah. that's what they're considering yeah. backlit. Oh, okay. Travis Ham is in the chat, and he says that he's thinking like a, a Mount Rushmore style mural with the Boss Hog hosts and co-hosts on yeah. there. That, that so, would look pretty good. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's that a great, that'd that be a good idea. I like that. As long as I get to be where Abe was, I'm pretty happy. Good job, Travis. Yeah, that's an excellent idea. Maybe down in Murphy Park with all the other art stuff down there. <laughs> Not here though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if that's, if, if that's where the negotiation settles and they have to put me down there at, at, at Armory Park or at Mercy, Murphy Park, that's uh, we'll, yeah, whatever. Well, I said it was probably stuff to do with Newcastle history. So in we're twenty making, or thirty we're years, history yeah. right here. Right. Yeah, that's right. Twenty or thirty, 20 years. Or 30 I mean, years will be the history. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody expected us to make it one hundred and forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad you're still here. So, what has been your guys' favorite building that you've done so far? Absolute favorite. <coughs> Probably the first one, just because of what it was to begin with and what we turned it into. I mean, yeah, and the. The first time through, we didn't know if we could do it or anything we were doing was new and, and unique. And we were, you get kind of proud of yourself the way it turns out. And you're, I think, the first one to me. Yeah. Know, Mike, what do you think? Probably the same for me because I had my grandson. He was three, yes, three years old at the time. And he mm-hmm. would spend a lot of time up there with us and running and getting stuff. Or if he get, got bored, we just put a couple two by fours down and, screws and nails in there and he would start playing with that and hammering family time so yeah, yeah. got to spend a lot of time with him and then he followed us on to the next two buildings a little mm-hmm. bit 
Mm-hmm. He didn't get a chance to do much up here because he's in school now. But. He was doing a little demo in the back here, if I remember. Yeah. He was yeah. helping us tear down these walls where we're setting. Was yeah, three or offices four back offices. here. Yeah. I probably had him doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> oh, should we get on me? Or he still got all or, his fingers and toes, right? Well, yeah, he was scraping mm-hmm. up at the cookie building. Mm-hmm. He it's was, just uh, like we always say: child labor laws are ruining this country. <laughs> they <laughs> they don't apply to family. That's yeah, uh, that's yeah, the important thing. Be. He was scraping up the tile there that probably had asbestos in there, <laughs> right? But his mom okayed it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's that, non-friable, was, right? That was a fun one, and uh, each of them have been different in their own way and and the fortunate thing we we had leases very quickly in the process mm-hmm. on all of them yeah. so that's that's made things a lot simpler so and, i think there's a demand down and, and when you're doing that you're working with a partner as well so you're developing mm-hmm. when we worked together on this building it was a, a teamwork kind yeah. of a deal where you were you well, had you, a goal and you knew what what the the future tenant was going to be looking mm-hmm. for in the building exactly as well. and same thing with the barnett company she got involved pretty early and we did a lot of things that, that she wanted special, and uh, restroom was a lot fancier than what we would have done, and some of the lighting and stuff like that. But, but, but to tie that in, yeah. that that was the first building that I looked at. My cousin wanted me to look at was the uh, building we ended up buying after we learned that we were good enough at it to do the uh, Edward Jones building. So it was nice to. So eventually you went back, and that was we what became to, the Barnett Building. Yeah, yeah. after we had a little experience after, and knew that, after, hey, yeah, you know, even though we can see the the sky through the roof, you know, it's not yeah. not undoable. Doing a roof anyway, so yeah. what the hell? And we we did a lot up there. The floor where it was rotted out, we uh, tore the hardwood out of the back of the, where the kitchen was going to be. We knew the flooring was going to be different there, so we took a lot of that flooring, moved up to the front, and spliced it in. Oh, and, nice. And that was fun doing that. It was mm-hmm. tedious, but yeah, a lot of fun to do. That's a beautiful building. Yeah. You guys did a great job. You've gotten into the the woodworking and everything. I know, and it's it's well, yeah. We ran into that at at our house that we remodeled in downtown Newcastle, where actually there were people living there. Whenever sections of the the sub floor, which is also the hardwood finished floor, because it was built in 1914, mm-hmm. it was it was gone. It, it was ripped up in front of two of the bedrooms and they lived that way with the floor joists exposed. And we had, we ran into that problem trying to find uh matching pieces. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it's a major headache, but you know, everything looks beautiful whenever it's done. Yeah. So it makes it worth it in the end. Have any plans to buy something new? Well, as I said, my wife says no, but Scott and I, <laughs> Scott and I are always thinking about different things. Doesn't she have uh, good memories of, uh, of the castle theater? Movies she's watched, <laughs> things she's done down there. I mean, I, I actually live do. plays. Yeah, I actually hook, remember I, going there when I was pretty young. I can hook you up with Sean Rao. Yeah. And we can, you know, get a tenant for that building as well with him at opening a brewery. I had the opportunity to go in there when it was a large baptismal pool. <laughs> and uh, when you sold up to the, the floor joist, yeah. I thought, man, this is, this is bad, so. I know it's went through quite a process to dry it out. And, yeah, it would it would be that, a but. neat building for something like that, a brewery or an um, a brewery slash entertainment mm-hmm. venue, another restaurant or something. But it 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 is going to take an extreme amount of work to get it to that place. I was in uh, in our dear leader Chris Spangle, our syndicators here this week. Uh, one of the one of the contributors to the uh, We're Libertarians podcast was talking about wanting to buy a uh, buy a 
theater up in Tipton, I think. Tipton or Anderson, Elwood, somewhere up there. There was a theater huh? for sale. And I said, why don't you buy the one in Newcastle? Yeah. By the way, it comes with a couple storefronts. We could get some live shows going on over there. You never know. That's right. There's all kinds of options. They Comedy could, club. You could, you could dream up all kinds of stuff. Don, I've watched Donnie Baker sell out the theater in uh, in Shelbyville. I went to that. And, and it was the packed. Armory. I think he did two shows. He also did the Armory and the Arts Park here. Right? Yeah. I think I, I think did the could, Armory. I don't remember the Arts Park. I, I think yeah, he did do, the Arts Park as I well. I think you could do like six Donnie Baker shows a year alone there is in a, this town. There is a comedy show that our friend uh, Justin Juice Kelly from Juice in the Morning, he's hosting at the Raintree Inn. It January, be, early January. Yeah, be a, that would uh, be a great spot for that as well. I'm really excited for that, by the way. Are you going to go? Great. Have you committed? Are you are yeah, hard, are hard well, committed to go? I, it depends on how committed you think checking going is on a Facebook. I mean, that's that's a that's a contract. <laughs> 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 yeah, it would be neat. It'll be really cool to go. Um, I haven't been to the Raintree Inn since my junior year prom. I don't think I've been to the Raintree Inn since <laughs> I was probably... Uh, either middle school or early high school doing a GOP speech contest. So that's been a very long time yeah. since I've been in that room. Because they let you in the bar at that age? <laughs> uh, I, I I feel like it was a, a restaurant space. Yeah, they did time. have the restaurant space. Yeah, yeah, they the did, bar yeah. was up front. Yeah. I want to say uh, two and a half years ago, a uh, wedding reception. I was there. It's been a very mm. long time. Very long time. So I'm excited to get back and to, uh, to listen to some, some local comedians come through. It's going to be some fun. But talking about the castle... There was a lot. We uh, the very last note on here was talking about the city of Newcastle and how Mayor York was talking about purchasing the the Castle Theater. We, you guys, that have, was not true. We that was yeah. not that was a lie. And you there was there were terrible reporting, yeah. bad reporting by the Courier Times. That only, was what was said in the council meeting. I'm just saying we only report what the mayor says himself. <laughs> <laughs> No, the so but there was there was talk about uh, the city or Newcastle Main Street, whoever mm-hmm. trying to acquire that building and have something done with it. Uh, since you guys have done this multiple times, do you think that that is a? Do you think that that's something that the city could manage? No, I don't. I don't know that that's the city's purpose to manage places like that. They struggle to uh, get lids on trash cans. <laughs> no, I, I think it it's a good opportunity for somebody. I. I I still think they're a little high on that, but maybe maybe I'm not thinking about the furniture, the old furniture building with that. But you've got a lot of square footage in the parking lot behind. Uh, yeah. There's there's some opportunities there. Yeah. It's just going to take somebody that's willing to put out that much money. I mean, yeah, right now sure. I think it's, what, 165000 or something. They're, off, like they're asking one sixty five, and last I checked, I think the property taxes were $10,000 a year. Well, you can... We have had a little bit of problem with property taxes, and it's pretty easy to go up and and voice you just, your argument. You just kick and, Darren Jacobs in the shins. <laughs> well, that, no, it doesn't actually go through Darren on that, but uh, we thought one was a little bit too high, and we went up and explained what happened uh, when we did the one on Main Street. We did actually the facade of two buildings. Mm-hmm. One was State Farm, and one was ours, but... It was originally one building. So you we think wanted you were to bring getting taxed on way. both buildings? Do you yeah. think at that time you were getting taxed for both buildings? Well, that's the we, tax on the improvements. Yeah. We went to the RDC and got the money and sort of did it for State Farm and then they paid us back. So I think maybe we got caught into 
too much of the improvement. Yeah. So rather than half the improvement on the front. So it worked uh, out. The, it came down a little bit, but it's still higher than it was when we bought it, obviously, because we've made a, a better spot there. We have put quite a bit of money in it. They so. got to get their pound of flesh, man. Yeah. Well, it was it was three thousand dollars a year and twenty five hundred dollars a year for many many years as far back as you can go on Beacon, mm-hmm. and until last year, and then it all of a sudden jumped, jumped up. up to ten. So I'm sure that you could make a pretty easy argument as yeah. to why you mm-hmm. need to lower that. And that's kind of like my wife and I were a little bit interested in the old main source bank building. Mm-hmm. She worked there for years. We thought about that was when we were kind of thinking about downsizing from our home that wouldn't have been downsizing exactly but <laughs> i just had, we both had this vision of living upstairs and doing something downstairs retail wise i don't know what that would have been but um she knew the building well it had been maintained well by main source but then when you looked at the taxes just unbelievable the price of the building was i think at that time they were asking 229 237 something like that for it and that building somehow has become counties, the counties? No, no. it's been purchased by a private. Privately, okay. Because mm-hmm. that was involved in the trade for this other building that's that's available. No. Storage space in that building? No, that the trade was the uh, Hoosier Antiques building down where at the, it would be the end of the 1400 Plaza. No, what you're thinking about, Jeremiah, is they're wanting to... Uh, Use some storage for yeah. this annex building. I think well, that, he was yeah. talking yeah. about from us. They yeah, were talking about store nap for hardly anything, like a yeah. dollar a year or right. something. But that's but not uh, county owned. It's privately that building is yes, privately yeah. owned. Okay, yeah. All right. private LLC now. And uh, I don't know exactly what they have planned for that, but I think mm-hmm. it'll be some kind of retail restaurant, something. So time will tell. Yeah. All right, Dakota. I think we're getting there. Ready to ready to start make our making our loop here. Yeah, I think so. Final thoughts, closing statements. We've uh, we marked everything. Things off we on might the show have forgotten that you can uh, you can get a copy of the show notes if you join at patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. You've been teasing everybody that you're going to give out a copy of these for free, and I, th- I don't know what's happening. Well, listen, <laughs> I got this note. Do you hear how defensive he got with me, Scott? I got. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I felt I, tough. I went and upgraded my phone from a, a Google Pixel two to a Galaxy Note ten plus, and at this point. I don't open my laptop until we get to the show. It just, it even, it stays in the car. I have no use for it now except for to stream our show because I can do literally everything on this. It has 12 gigs of RAM on this phone. That is, that is like uh, four more than my first laptop. Don't you want to live with multiple screens? <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm the oldest millennial in the world, but I like dual screens. I love two monitors. Well, I mean, I have a work laptop that I have to use for work. Yeah. So I use that. But I mean, for, for this, no. I, I will need it in campaign season to make campaign signs for folks, but that's it. <laughs> that's all That's all it's going to be used the for. The only reason you have it. My mom was asking me the other day, what, what, what do you have in your hand there? I said phone and... My wife had one too, and she asked how much they were, and I told her, and just, <laughs> just shook her head, you know. Yeah, the the way that well, I got this on Black Friday, and it was a super good deal, but it was, you know, I I pay, you know, eight six hundred to eight hundred dollars yeah. for my Xbox, and it gets turned on, uh, what, once in every night, so I can watch YouTube videos while I go to sleep. <laughs> You know, you can get a Chromecast for 25 bucks to do the same thing. Right. And occasionally a good video game will come out like Red Dead Redemption 2 and I will play it on there. But 
you know, it, I paid the same amount for my phone and I use it infinitely more times more time. than that. Yeah, you've got to have it in your hand anymore. I, I, yeah. I, I bought this Motorola and I figured out that if I don't, if I can for, forego having an incredible camera, I can get all of the phone performance I need for about 150 bucks. And you can play video games on your Motorola. I sure I can. I don't play phone games on my phone anyway, but I could. We'll we'll do it later. It'll it'll play Pokemon Go. I know that. Because my (laughs) my Pixel 2 had uh, six gigabytes of RAM, and it would still lag install with PUBG. I can get 90% of the performance for 10% of the price with this phone. I believe that. And that works great. And And the battery in this thing is... Off the charts. So I, I'm will, a heavy user. I, I got half battery. I totally agree with you that for the vast majority of people, that is all they need. That's all you need. If you can deal with having a, an inferior picture. Yeah. A, a photograph. Buy a camera. Yeah. But just buy a buy a hundred dollar camera and stick it in your camp in your pocket. All right, producer Chris, final thoughts. What you got for me? Well, you uh went on your little weekend trip, and so I am now going on a weekend trip. This weekend, I will be in St. Louis. You're going to go to the Bush, uh, Bush Anheuser Busch Brewery. Uh, I don't know if that's on the agenda. Do the big old tour. I have no clue. The girlfriend and World's her, second largest her family's planning all this, so I'm. Ooh, I'm just, oh, this is family with, trip. This yeah. is oh, it's getting oh. serious now. Have you studied for this? Have you got nah. like talking points ready? No, I don't have those. I'm mm. I'm pretty good. Do you have separate rooms? No, we're staying at. Uh, this is real her, serious. Man. Yeah, we're staying at her aunt's. So. Oh. So yeah, we're going out there. So you're sleeping on the couch. Who knows where I'm sleeping? Have I have I ever just reminded take you your of, cot from home? Of my hey, hey. <laughs> you have a travel cot. <laughs> <laughs> I do. My uh, the very first family trip I took with the Potter family, my Sarah's Sarah's crew. Sarah flew down or drove separately, so I wound up going just with my future mother-in-law and of the girl I'm dating. We drove from Indianapolis to Atlanta straight through. I would never do that. Just the that two of us. That is such a Jeremiah thing Just to the do. two of us. <laughs> it I would have driven myself. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that way she has to drive by herself too. I would have bought her plane ticket first. <laughs> There's no way. I'm way too awkward and uncomfortable of a person to deal you're with not, that. You're not brave enough to, to get in Absolutely the car with, not. with your girlfriend's mom and drive 800 miles one way? No. I'm, I'm barely even comfortable enough to do it with you when I see you every week. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I know one thing that we, they do have planned is there's some little Christmas town around St. Louis. And so we're going to go there and it's got shops and stuff. If it's Ferguson, they, pack a gun. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know it. And then uh, Saturday night, I've been looking at, because everybody knows I'm a sports fan, the St. Louis Blues are playing the Chicago Blackhawks and I've been looking at tickets. What do you mean looking? You haven't bought them yet? Not yet. Looking. What are you waiting on? It's salty. It's $60 for nosebleeds. I, you know, you're not going to have any time. You're going to be at the, the so, Christmas Village for the whole time you're yeah. out there, probably. Uber's going to be watching that stupid little train go around. Why don't we, <laughs> Why don't you and I and uh, Paige and Sarah just go to Columbus and watch hockey there? Because it's probably about the same price for the Blue Jackets. So you uh, you did this thing earlier this week where the three of us have a group chat and you sent a screenshot of those ticket prices and then you sent. Hmm. Afterwards, <laughs> and it's like Chris is just trying to get us to talk him into doing it. He <laughs> wants the motivation to spend the money. You know how it is. I I am very. I don't like to spend money on stuff, and so that's why I waited until the Redskins tickets were nineteen dollars a piece. <laughs> I waited and, a very long time to get that price. You All didn't right. stay overnight out there, didn't you? At Maryland? 
Yeah. No, yeah. I drove. So I so I went Sunday morning at three o'clock. Drove eight hours. Watched the game. Drove back eight hours. And went to work at seven o'clock. You are pretty tight. You caught up on? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm caught up on sleep. I'm just now getting over the sickness. Wonder what caused that. Scott, what's the most you'll spend on a sporting ticket? You, you've, you, you, you'll go. <laughs> what a strange question. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you, he's, he's over here worried about sixty dollars no. tickets. You, you've been known to travel for for sports. Yes, but it, I'm lucky enough to be. You got a uh, connection? Connection with the family, <laughs> and I don't pay anything for tickets. So, hey, Scott, yeah. we're family. That it? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Mike, we're I, family. I, I jump right in there with Scott. <laughs> hey, so. I'm your cousin. There you go. He's a long sometimes. So yeah. you found straight uh, straight flights out to Nevada. There are no straight through flights to Nevada to Reno, oh. Las Vegas. Yes, Reno. No, and so. Reno is a hell of a distance for Vegas. Zach Zach Bertram is in the chat. He's asking a question. That is another perk for Patreon subscribers. If you are a Patreon member, then you get all of your questions answered in the chat. And he is saying, uh, Chris, are those tickets for both of you, or are you leaving her with her family? <laughs> well, it's $60 a piece, so if I, if I bought tickets, it'd be $120, because um, we'd be together, so I'd have to take her. I think, really, I figured you'd I think if she wants to go, her. you better take her. Yeah. No, yeah, she would definitely go with me. She, uh, she went to the Indy Fuel game with us. And by the way, this Saturday, Indy Fuel, um, it is you the Teddy Bear you Toss. Got you, you got your stuffed animal ready? I wish I'll be in St. Louis, but uh, teddy bear toss. If you go, make sure you take your teddy bear. It's going to be awesome. Even I've attended that years ago, three years ago, probably. So Reno, Nevada, you looking for a, a, a winter house out there to watch ba- some more basketball? Probably not, no. but it's a nice place. It's a, it's a nice town, a reasonable sized town, and <laughs> easy to get around. So it was my first time there a few weeks ago. And it's a nice trip, even though they've had snow there already three or four inches. <laughs> We have really? two. A couple. They've had three or four inches a couple times already. So it's a little. It's the, it's the elevation, the mountains, yeah. like you're talking about Denver, and yeah, yeah they're up. I mean, they're probably yeah, at least four thousand feet in Reno, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, run out. It's of a breath. plateau. You can uh, where uh, my family lives. You can look around, and there's mountains all around them, and all three hundred sixty degrees. So there's sort of a plateau in the mountains. Yeah. I think she said it was pretty much like where they were in Albuquerque. They were up on the they were high, high plateaus. Yeah. Five six thousand feet, so a little cooler than Albuquerque, much but it's about north. A, yeah, what six seven hour drive from Vegas? That's, yeah, it's way that's north. What's hard to the believe. other corner of the state. Yeah. yeah. So this is your chance to uh, to plug Frost Framing. Any anything else that uh, we've forgotten Frost. that we left out? Right? No, Frost Framing on Indiana Avenue. So been doing that ten that's years. It's it's you fun. Get, you guys have do a Christmas present from him in the studio here. There you, you guys go. do last uh, year. Uh, framing of pictures or drawings or art or anything, anything, anything you want. It's mostly people bringing things in. It's their photographs. It's their posters they bought on vacation. It's their memorabilia, memorabilia, shadow box stuff, uh, jerseys and, and the like. So it's uh, how, how cool does something have to be to make your social media to be unique, to be like the one where it's a highlighter. Just anything is different. I like to put it on there. Just give people ideas. You put it on Facebook, and you you think you're stimulating someone else to think of the same thing and something they've got sitting in their closet that they there you you know, go. that they want to show there off, right? Get it out, hang it on the wall. Your so, old Letterman jacket. There you go. Your anything. Red Rob T-shirt. I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of Jeremiah and Dakota. You never know. There you go. You never know. Maybe someday it'll be canvas or a mural on a building. What was the address of that frame? Frame oh, the uh, Indiana and Maine at the corner. Yeah, that's it. Right next to the law firm. Well, 
Right there. Same building. Mr. Sadler. You got all these buildings, and you're, here you are renting a building for somebody I know. else. There what, you go. what are you doing? Save hey, one of these for yourself, That, that man. was before. but uh, I've I've talked to I'm blue in the face and can't get him to move. <laughs> I mean, that was we, that I was don't want him to now because we have them all filled you up. You got them filled. Yeah. You got to yeah, buy another filled. one. They're awful. <laughs> I'm saying if you buy that theater, you could have the old furniture that, store for Frost Framing. Oh, that would be huge. You barely have to oh, move yeah. down the road. Expand into other things. Yeah. You start tanning leather in there. Make your make start making parchment paper. I mean, there you can have, have all kinds of businesses. Mike, you got anything? Oh, not a whole lot, but I appreciate you guys having us on and talking a little bit about downtown. And um, I'm really fired up about how downtown Newcastle's kind of coming back around, and and there's talk of a, a building being remodeled for market rate apartments downtown on Broad Street. Uh, probably within the next year, year and a half, I would say. So I think that will change things drastically if if you get some younger people moving downtown instead of all of us boomers. Yeah, we don't want the boomers <laughs> living down here. We gotta. I mean, uh, we want the want the young millennials. And I think something like that would increase our chances of having a brewery in the downtown area if you've got. It's what brings people young down. People walking back and forth, and honestly, you, you know, if you get, I I did this. I think I talked about this on the show two weeks ago. I went to Muncie. Chris and I went to Muncie and we hit six spots in downtown Muncie and spent the mm-hmm. entire day. Yeah. yeah. If you get yourself, you know, we've got twin lions, we've got, uh, we got primo. You add two or three, you know, tap houses or folks that have more than just Coors light and Coors original. You've got some options. Yeah. It can, it can actually be a, a destination a spot. North. We need a four fifty North. People travel all over the country to come get beers from four fifty North in Columbus, Indiana. Literally all over the country. I'm in multiple craft beer groups on Facebook, and there are people in Maine that will search for specific beers from 450 North in Columbus. Yeah. It's a it's a huge booming market that's going on right now, and I feel like we are missing out on that portion of the economy. Do you think there's a time limit on some of this? So is it a fad yes. right now? Yeah, there's that's definitely the scary a time limit. Part I think that the only the bigger ones will survive. It's a uh, uh, the unique ones. If you, yeah, if you can find a reason you. to be true, but it's not just to being a brewery. I think it's, there's always going to be a, a, a high end tap house, what, what, whether you brew it or not. Yeah. How, how it is going to go is there are certain trends that trends that happen in the beer world. Um, last summer it was the new England style IPAs. Uh, I'm thinking that this next coming summer is going to be sours. And I think that any brewery that can keep up with those trends, is going to stay in business and the people that fall behind and get good at one thing, but can't evolve into the next uh, step that those folks are going to wind up closing. I think twin lions, uh, I'm not a wine drinker, but I go in there and have a beer or two, mm-hmm. some of their craft beers, light craft beers like this one. But uh, the atmosphere also helps quite a bit to bring people in just to relax and, Try a couple of different things they never have before, and you know we're we're walking between Primo, the wine bar, and the back porch yep. bar, and have a good time downtown now. And yeah. you couldn't have done that five years ago. So things are definitely progressing. You got things sure. to do in yeah. the summertime. Fourteen hundred Plaza will be yeah, opened up. That'd be great. You'll be able to go down there, and that's what uh, that's what brings people in to to stop into little shops. You stop in the juice bar. Or you stop in you know the the. the the more landmark locations you have, the better small small businesses are going to do that have a storefront. Yeah. We need more retail downtown. Once you have once you have a foot, foot we, 
we had our class reunion back in uh, the end of September, and we were trying to decide what date, and I knew Carl Story was playing at the Arts Park that weekend on Friday. So I said, well, let's gather up around the <laughs> plaza in the Arts Park on Friday night. We have a couple places. Well, our classmates own Twin Lions and the Back Porch Bar. So that tied in real well, too. So once we got down at the Arts Park, we went to those places, and Carl Story played that weekend from the Faith Band, and he played Faith played at uh, two of our dances when we were in high school. And so it was kind of a, a great weekend downtown. And, and yeah. the people that came from, we had one uh, classmate from the East Coast, and he's been back about every five years. And he said this last five-year change downtown was just absolutely amazing. So. Massive improvement. Yeah. Dakota, final right. thoughts? Uh, first of all, I want to say that we can't forget about Early Bird Diner in downtown Newcastle. Correct. Correct. It's the best place to get a breakfast in uh, in in the whole county, I'm going to say. I'm going to say that they can, if they want to really go next level, start having some Bloody Marys and mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Early Bird. Listen, That's right. I am a breakfast connoisseur. I love breakfast and I love craft beer. Breakfast is a morning thing and I can do it while I'm at work. So, and that is the one leg up it has on craft beer and early bird is the old school feeling that you get. And it's pretty cheap. Um, they're not a sponsor. I just think they're great. Um, the other thing I want to say is I want to encourage everyone to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash boss hog Liberty. Uh, next week is the last week that. Uh, you will have an episode before 2020 if you are not a Patreon member. Uh, we are taking the week of Christmas off, and then uh, the the next week will be on a, th- um, I think, a somebody, Wednesday. Somebody put Christmas in the middle of the week, and it really messed up our yeah, December yeah. schedule. So we're taking the week of Christmas off, but our Patreon members will get a special extra long bonus episode that week of us, of the cast members doing a gift exchange. If you want to sign up, even the... Uh, every folk at every person at every level, every folk, every folk, man, folk of any kind, folk of any kind, y'all are going to get <laughs> a, a special bonus episode, whatever tier you sign up at, you will get that special um, gift exchange bonus episode on uh, the week of Christmas. So on the Christmas theme, you use my final thought to, uh, to give a shout out to Matt Sousa, uh, you guys may not know who Matt Sousa is, but if you've ever been by his house on South 22nd Street, he has the most ridiculous Christmas decorations that you've ever seen in your life. Uh, yeah. Incredible house of, uh, of lights. Not a real big lot, but the, it's, you, know, you roll up and you tune to the radio station and listen to the Christmas music and see it. Uh, 963 South 22nd Street. He's going to be featured this weekend on WTHR, NBC, Indianapolis. Uh, it looks like Carlos Diaz is coming out and from five to seven on Saturday morning, uh, you're going to see the Sousa house. So they're going to come out there and, and do a live report from his place. So hmm. check that out. Set your DVRs. If you don't wake up at 5 a.m. like, uh, like Chris, uh, or Chris and Dakota do to, to go work out, um, at least set your DVR. And Chris? Check it out. Who's that? Who I haven't that? seen that guy at the gym in a while. He, he's watching the Chicago Bears right now. That's, it. No, got, uh, no, that's the uh, Jets and, uh, Jets and Baltimore. Oh, right? Mark Ingram just scored for the touchdown, so all mean? I need is the Jets to win for $85. Ooh, you <laughs> oh. a big-time parlay. What'd you put on that? Mm, just 10 bucks. Did you take uh, bucks. any advice from Chris last, or Chris Chase last week and start sports betting? 
Yeah, I've been sports betting for a little while now. He's been a degenerate ever since. So mm-hmm. you've got you took Ingram, who's the Ravens, Ravens running back, running back but then he, now you have the Jets winning, surprising the world yep. and winning. Mm-hmm. And is that how the, is they're down seven nothing? Yep. And they got to win straight up. Yep. You're screwed. All right. I thought he was tight. He's got. Mm. He's got. There's very few money. things, Mike. Very few things. I lied. That's not Saturday morning. It's Monday morning for Matt Sousa, by the way. So Monday of next week, not Saturday morning. Sleeping on Saturday. Monday from 5 to 7 on WTHR. With that, I think we're done. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.